Hello. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. I am your host, Cecily, and I have the magnanimous (laughs) prophet, apostle, Blake Anthony Shaw on the line. Insert clapping. Yes, yes. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I may have to do that when I go in and edit. I may have to throw some clapping in right at that point. (laughs) The fake claps. The fake claps. It's real. Somebody clapped them. It's just maybe not, you know, not fresh claps. But. It's not audible, but in the spirit, <laughs> somebody's clapping. Right. How are you, sir? I'm good. How's it going? It's good. Welcome back to round two. Fight. Oh, no, thank, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be here and just to, to converse with you. Again, yeah. you don't have to talk to yourself today. Hey, I, I love here. it. All right. <laughs> I love that so much. I love talking to myself, though. It does help. I will say that. You know, I don't know. I I, I prefer to, to journal. <laughs> That's a form of talking to yourself. Well, is it? I think so. You know, when I see people talking to themselves on the streets, you know, I don't I don't look at it pleasantly, but I guess there, there are ways for it to work. <laughs> Well, here's here's how I see that. How do you do it? Well, so I well I would say I loved when the mask mandates were in effect mm-hmm. because nobody could see that I was talking to myself. But it's those times when you know you have um, those conversations kind of out loud and you forget that uh, people are around. Yeah, I've had that. But it's good to talk to yourself. This, mm-hmm. it's, sometimes you're your, your biggest fan, your only encourager in that moment. Yes, encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yes. yourself. That's right. Sometimes you have to encourage. Where's your, where's your keyboard? Yourself. It's behind me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what true. Key am I in? <laughs> sometimes you do have to encourage yourself. Yeah. Uh, mm. Don't try to change the subject. Mm. What key was that? B. Of course, always. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just automatically start there. <laughs> I just go straight to B. <laughs> That's my comfort. That's my comfort note. Yeah. So, Prophet Blake, Anthony Shaw. Yes. First of all, yes, yes. Let's do a little update. So, this man of God is amazing. We went to. Okay, can I tell them about that? That was so fun. Sure. Yes. Okay. So I'm kind of like a spontaneous person. And Prophet Blake called me about some tickets he got to a concert. And I was like, okay, cool. He said, you want to go? Yeah, cool. So we worked everything out. I never asked him who, what the concert was. In my mind, I was thinking... Okay, he said it's in Brooklyn, which is like not far from where I am. So it must be like a mom and pop or like maybe some type of tribute band or something, some jazz. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I pull up and I look out the window and it was Jasmine Sullivan singing at the King's Theater. It was so, so fun. Um, I don't I don't know. Can I tell them about your sister? No. Sure. So Blake's sister <laughs> sings background for Jasmine, and that's how he got the tickets. And so he ended up inviting me. He had options. So I'm grateful that I was asked because I had so much fun. So yeah, I didn't know half the songs. Did you know any of those songs? I know you knew one for sure. Yeah, no, I knew some of the older songs because i haven't listened to the more the most current album i've yeah. been working on music myself so i haven't really been in everybody else's musical business right <laughs> yeah i was i think i knew two maybe three uh, but i didn't really know so we were surrounded by a sea of people and i looked over at blake <laughs> and he was just kind of standing there 
through a couple of songs and I was standing there too, like, hmm, okay. But overall it was super fun. And um, so that's that's kind of a little bit of an update. Um, I don't know if I told you, I'm a grandma. Ooh. And yes, my granddaughter is beautiful. She's doing well. She had her little checkup today and she's doing well. So there's that. I think that's it for updates. Blake, do you have an update for the people? No, no, not today. I'll let you update him on me next time. He's still single and ready to mingle, oh, ladies. there's not an update. That, that is not the one. <laughs> He's ready to mingle. That is not the update that we needed today. Um, what, what would you tell your potential spouse? <laughs> I wouldn't tell them anything. I would tell them, let's stay on top. What, what did you Ooh! want to talk about today? <laughs> okay, I, I respect that. <laughs> I put you on the spot. My bad. All right, so what are we talking about today, Prophet? Well, um, we're kind of in between two things, so it's kind of what you, where you really wanted to make that turn. Which way did you want to go? Yeah. So here's the thing. Blake and I talked about this past week about um, this part two. And because there was some things that he didn't really get to get to in the last one. So we said, okay, we're going to do a part two. But um, I asked him what he thought about titling the next one striving versus um contending and that's where we kind of reached a little bit of a, a, a an impasse because he he and i see it as just slightly different the two things he didn't see either as a negative and i saw one as a negative over the other so uh, and not just a wholly negative, but mostly like where it comes to the kingdom and like when you trust in God and when you're, yeah. So from that place, um, we got into a little bit of a debate actually at the concert before it started. We had like quite a bit of time to stay in there and talk. And so we were talking about it and we actually roped in um, one of the concert goers to, into our conversation and she kind of agreed with him, but I would love to to just kind of talk about that a little bit today. Um, and then anything else you have within our little 40 minute time frame, because this man will go PhD on y'all and we'd be here two hours. So, yes. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything to, to add before we... No, launch out and just kind of explain your stance, if you can, um, and how you reached your, you know, the conclusions that you did. And then I will um, kind of go what, where I was thinking, what I was what I was hearing with it. And and then, you know, really, I think put it out to your people when, when you post this, like put like a even a question or or put like a poll or something mm -hmm. where people like you can do that on instagram like poll you know even with a little snippet or something i don't know how you could do it but just let people be a part of this and so we can see like some actual responses and not just kind of pontificate if you will right but you know so yeah just kind of tell us where you're coming from again i'll go kind of the direction i was coming from and you know i'll give you points i actually have i have points or you know things that could help your cause and i have things that will hurt your cause so it's it's i, I have both ways so. okay and also did you look up the definitions at all to those words i did yes okay so let's start there okay um so the the basic definition of contend that I got was to struggle to surmount uh, in parentheses a, a difficulty or danger and the second definition was assert something as a position in an argument mm -hmm. and to strive was to make great effort to achieve or obtain something mm 
and that's the the definition that they had for that okay all right and so what my stance was um and i'm i'm a little fluid in in this perspective because i don't think that striving is a bad thing i just think that uh, in certain situations, it is. So I do want to preface it by saying that because um, you can strive, you know, to make good grades in school. You can strive to lose weight. You can, you know, these are things that you you have to put a level of effort into personally in order to see, you know, success. But where I was coming from is uh, striving in a sense of trying to make great efforts to achieve something um, in God that maybe he's saying, okay, um, this is something that I'm giving to you, or this is like, you know how a lot of times as believers, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I have where I felt like I haven't done enough to earn something from God like maybe he did something on my behalf or for me or maybe it was just me waking up feeling like man I, I have not prayed enough this week or I have not fasted enough or I haven't done enough to you know quote unquote earn this favor this grace this love and so in that case uh, we look at striving as the person that's like okay, so I'm going to log this many hours in prayer and I'm going to do this, but it's a hard thing where, you know, he still knows that that's you pushing instead of resting in the grace that, okay, maybe you're in this season where he's saying, okay, I just want you to rest. You know, there's a season, there's a time for you to fight and contend, but this is a time I want you to just rest. Like, let me carry you. Let me, let me love on you and not feel like you need to do something in order to earn what I'm giving you for free. Does that make sense? I hear you. Okay. So I'm going to stop there. I have more, but I'm going to let you jump in and say, say what you need to say. All right. Well, um, I think in this way, we more or less agree Um because I believe that, you know, when we talk about striving, what I think, what I really think is the thing, I think you, you're trying to, it's the way that you're segmenting off striving is like, well, I'm, you're talking about a specific like subset of striving. Like when you talk, when you're striving, what you just said just now, if I heard you correctly, was when you're striving to do something to earn, like to earn something that God is going to do. And that's the part that I've, I've, I was never talking about. I think when I talk about striving, I'm, I'm talking about um, one of the synonyms of strive is to try or to try hard or to attempt. So when I talk about striving for something, I'm always talking about striving for what God is, is calling us to do or telling us to do striving towards that, that, that mark of what God said. So, you know, if God is indeed saying, you know, it's a time of rest, then you wouldn't be striving to work when God said rest. But we do have to, when I think about strive, I just think about a level of work um, that that is involved, but our work is also going towards the things of God because there's two ways to work. And it, it I wrote this down. It's it's always, uh, it's what are you striving for? Uh, are you striving for a selfish gain or something selfishly? Are you striving for the things of God? And and where I, where I agree with you is God knows your heart. He sees your heart. So you know if you're if you're looking to, like if you're pushing and you're you're fighting and you're you're clawing, you're trying so hard to reach something that you know and you believe that God is is leading you to, I see nothing wrong with it. 
And he was like, but if you're going after something or if you believe that striving for it makes you worthy of it, then I also, you know, I, I then then we'll be, you know, we won't be in agreement there because we know that it's it's nothing that we can do, you know, to to pay for the grace that God has right. given us and the favor that God has given us. There's nothing that we can do. But a lot of people, when it comes to the kingdom, I see that people tend to strive, like, like people tend to receive, like say a prophetic word or have a dream or, or really believe God is taking them into a certain place. And then they sit down mm-hmm. and they do nothing or they do minimal, you know, the min- the minimum. And what I'm saying with striving is like everything that God is doing is not going to show up on your front door. Like there's some work that's involved and, you know, we, me and you work on the music together and we're in, in my mind, striving to reach a certain level of excellence in what we're doing so that when, when it comes time to, for God to make the connection that he's going to make or move, however he's going to move, I don't know the specifics of it, but when it comes that time, it's that it's that we've developed and strived and pushed and gotten um, gotten to a, a certain place in the music that we're, we're making a great effort to achieve or attain something. You know, mm-hmm. that's what strive is. So we know that this is what God has led us to gifted us in. And that's what we're striving to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if God didn't tell you to do that and you're striving for it, that's a different story. But in just saying that striving in God is not good is it was like, I don't, I don't see how that could be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we're saying the exact same thing, honestly, because when mm-hmm. I hear you explain it, it's, it's, I get that. Yeah. Because I don't think that, you know, you could do anything noteworthy without effort. You know, mm-hmm. effort is is absolutely necessary for for, you know, and some some things are they come easier than others, but you still have to get up and do something. So right. um, I do agree with that. And I think I think I was coming from the place of striving versus contending, meaning um, striving being the. The thing that you know, a person is trying to make happen in their own effort uh, to achieve it. But contending is like, for me, it's almost like I see like uh, something in the way. Like um, you said surmount, like this surmount is, is like an obstacle. It's something there that you have to overcome in order to achieve what you're trying to achieve. And so I think for me, striving is voluntary, whereas contending is, is not, you know, you almost have to, if you're going to contend, you, it's, it's, it's not necessarily, you still get to choose. Everybody gets to, gets to choose either way, but with that obstacle being in place. So striving to me is like, okay, I set a goal. I'm going after the goal that I set. Contending is I set that goal, but then in the middle of me going after it, this boulder is dropped in my way and I'll have to, or this, this situation has occurred and I'm, I'm having to overcome the situation in order to, to um, reach what I've set out to reach. And so I was saying, I think, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I, I think I was just thinking of those two things, which they could be, I mean, they could really just go hand in hand. They're in some cases to me synonymous, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do involve each other. That's why I was yeah. saying, you, well, when you were saying, you know, contending is good and striving is bad, you know, in an essence, I was like, I, I didn't say that. That's, <laughs> that's what you, you know you said striving in God is not good. And that's why I was like, that's a hard no for me. I can't agree with that. And, you know, and as we, as we flesh it out today, I was like, I think you're seeing a little more why it's like, no, if, cause like you said, I was thinking exact thing you said um, when we talked about contending is struggling to surmount something. And I think about 
you know, I think about like a barrier or a blockage or a physical opposition, something that mm -hmm. could stop you. But if you're if you're going to t contend, then you're going to try to circum uh, uh, surpass that or or get across or uh, past that that um that blockage. Right. But if if you as you're striving, it's it is making that great effort to achieve something. So you might. Like you, exactly what you said, you're making an effort to achieve something. And then there's a contention. We know the enemy tries to come in, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, <laughs> the, right. the raise up a standard against him. The enemy will come in. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. He tries to, he, he comes to steal your, your purpose. He comes to steal your, your, your joy he comes to steal your focus and your drive. You know, mm -hmm. the, the enemy wants you to be driveless. Like he wants you to just be just sitting there chilling um and not doing anything and I, I do want to touch on the scripture really quickly in colossians 3 starting at 20 uh 23 it says whatever you do work heartily and that means wholeheartedly um as for the lord and not for men knowing that from the lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward you are mm -hmm. serving the lord christ and you know that wholeheartedly i think really aligns with 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 striving um and it's like putting all putting in even contending it's putting your your all into what it, whatever you're doing but doing it for the lord it was like a lot of people a lot of people work hard you know they 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 put in all this effort but they're doing it for themselves or they right. put on they put on all this effort and they're doing it for people are they doing it to look good are they doing it so that they can get, you know, accolades and appreciation. But rather, if we would, if we would work wholeheartedly towards or for the Lord, then that then then we'll see the inheritance comes from God. And the reward and the inheritance from God is greater than any accolades that man can give you, any appreciation that man can give you. So right. I think it's very important that we both strive and contend. For the things that God has set in our lives. And as we do those in conjunction, because we might be striving and then we have a contention, you know, and as we right. pass that contention, we continue to strive towards the next goal. Um, and the way I see it is sometimes we have steps like some people, you know, there's one goal you have to meet and then you you go to meet the next goal and you meet the next goal. And some of these goals may may have a bit more opposition. Some of these goals are um, even even to the point where we have our own mental opposition, like we have our own barriers that we can't get past. I was, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was talking to someone and, you know, one of the things that it seemed to be with me is that like their barrier wasn't external. It was internal. It was mm -hmm. their, their, their contention was with their own belief system and with their own understanding. And, mm -hmm. I was like, that's some places where I think people would find the most healing and find the most um, find that they'll find the see the most progression if they can get from a place where they're not their own most uh, uh, biggest opposition. Because right. when you're your biggest opposition, the enemy doesn't have to do anything. He was like, oh, they'll stop themselves. Mm -hmm. They'll trick themselves out of it. They'll they'll they'll. Uh, um, talk know, themselves talk, out of they'll it. talk themselves out of it you know mm -hmm. and and i think we talked about this before how some people some people self-sabotage he was like things are looking too good right <laughs> i'm gonna sabotage it and he was like <laughs> that's contending against yourself and that's like one of the things that i think too many people do in some way shape or form because of um like we talked about because of fear um mm -hmm. uh, last last time we talked about fear and unbelief he was like, you don't believe you deserve it. So you talk yourself out of it. You're afraid of what's around the corner. So you, you know, you, you stagnate and you stop. These right. are things that we end up contending against ourselves. And rather we should strive to do what God is calling us to do, go towards the direction God is taking us and then, and, and believe in God and not, it, it's not, everyone talks about believing yourself, believing yourself. You got to believe in yourself. It was like, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get the sentiment. But it's more important to believe in God and what God can do, because if we believe in what God can do, it doesn't matter what our circumstance looks like. We know that God is he is unlimited. He's the source of every resource. You see what I mean? Like that's yeah. 
that's where I'm at because I was like, I can look at my life and say, man, I don't know how I'm going to get to where God said, like, how is this door going to open? How, how am I going to break in? How am I going to break through? How am I yep. going to expand? Like, but I'm not going to contend to get my, against myself. I'm not going to fight myself. I'm going to just do what God said, do and let him do the rest. Right. I, I think, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop at this. I got got on a little roll, but um, <laughs> I think one of the biggest things is when people, what people experience is they are, are kind of maybe a little more to your point is people get so caught up in the work that they think they have to do it all. Right. But if you, if you, if you search the scriptures, you know, you'll find where it says, you know, God wants to get the glory that God will do it a certain way so that he gets the glory. Like that's, okay. that's the point. It's not, so that we can get the glory so that we can get the accolades but as kingdom citizens and you know um if you look at things that happen in england we, we know that they still have the monarchy they still have the queen they have a, a kingdom type of system and many of us in america and other places that don't have that we don't understand what it looks like but right. you know most of the things and many of things that that are in that nation belong to the crown you know what I mean? Like they mm -hmm. all belong to the crown. The things can be confiscated. Buildings can be used when they want mm -hmm. to use them, like because they have, you know, that's that that's when it talks about inheritance. So when we're working for the kingdom of God, imagine that. But on a global scale, everything belongs to God. So when he talks about inheritance from God, we can we can see that there is no limit to what God can do because he has he has the capacity to confiscate on our behalf, you know, <laughs> claim eminent domain for us. Right. And then, you know, we have the access to those things. It's it's not about what we have. It's about the kingdom that we're a part of. Right. There is no, what is it? It is no secret. You heard that? What God can do. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. That's old school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that was so good, though. I, um, I love that. And I think, maybe think of a dream that I, um, I think I did I tell you about that dream. The guy. I think I told you about it. But the dream, in the dream, well, if you if you heard it, then just you just have to hear it again because of the people. But mm -hmm. in the dream I had a couple of nights ago, there was a man who they wheeled next to me in a stretcher and he looked emaciated. He looked like he was actually dead already. And so immediately I was like, oh, no. So I like jumped to action and I was about to start praying. And as soon as I opened my mouth to pray uh, for him. He he inhaled this breath like I'm dying, and then he went back out again. And so I, I I jumped up. I'm like, okay, let's go. So I started to pray, and then he opens his eyes again. And he's like, deliverance, and I'm like, I know I'm I know. Let me do this, you know, like try to tell him to be quiet. Let me pray. So as I'm praying for him. Uh, I think he came actually came back a third time too, but um, I began to pray for him and I was trying with everything in me to, I was speaking in tongues. I was, you know, in my dream, like I felt this pull, like to pray for this man, for this thing to break. I knew I didn't have long. And in that moment, my heart shifted. And I said, man, I'm trying to say words, even speaking in tongues, like it's not coming out. It was coming out like a whisper, like, like, like a, like a wheeze or a rasp. It wasn't, it weren't like full words. And so I just relaxed my entire body, my heart, and I focused my attention on God. And my heart, I was still praying in the spirit, but the words began to break through and they began to sound clear uh, and tears came down my face because I was carrying a level of compassion. It wasn't, it wasn't about just getting this man up anymore. It was about father. I don't want him to die in this state. Like I knew he didn't know God. 
And so um, I, I began to kneel down and I was weeping. And all of this happened in seconds. Like the realization that, no, don't focus on this dude. You need to focus on God. And you need to focus on his heart for this man. And then it's just beginning to shift. And so in that moment, he he turns over on his side and he throws up. Mm-hmm. And this huge ball comes out and it has eyes and it has a mouth. And it bounces on the floor and he's, he's got green slime on his hand. And he jumps up and he's like, yeah, you did it. And he went to give me a high five. And I was like, no, sir, you need to wash your hands. And so so I looked, as I was saying that to him, I turned to look and the little ball had become like this, you know, three foot tall kind of being. And so he's looking out the corner of his eye and he's walking away. And I kicked at him like, you know, get up out of here. So, but anyway, the point of that was, and this has happened to me in my real life as well, where sometimes we might be striving for something and God is saying the access will be granted when you shift your focus. I never stopped praying for the guy, but my heart changed in the midst of me praying for him. So I never stopped contending for his deliverance, but my heart changed. And when it shifted, then he got delivered. And Same thing how, happened. How would you say oh. your heart changed? If you if you just say that one more time. My heart changed as far as like initially it was just get him delivered. But then I was like, no, but God, I don't want him to die and go to hell. Like I I began to see him like the Lord saw him. And I began to I felt my body relax in the dream and my focus shifted. Like it just shifted from this has to, you know, I got to, this got to break. And, the, you know, those tongues we were talking about in the last episode where it's like, oh, shut up. like I was doing that. Mm-hmm. But when I knelt down and it was interesting too, because initially I was even focused on him, but when I knelt down and when things shifted in my heart, I was no longer right up on him, praying for him. I was kneeling down somewhere near his feet. Like, but it wasn't about him anymore. It was me acknowledging the Lord in that moment and saying, only you can do this thing. Like, God, you have to do this. And it broke. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I was going to say as well, the something happened in real life with um, a friend of mine who her son was being oppressed by a spirit. And all these guys from church and their wives, we were all there. And we were like, praying I mean hard like we just went in and they were trying to restrain him and all of this stuff was going on but nothing was working and at one point I was like you know I don't really think it should be this hard so I turned my, my back to the little boy and I just got on my knees and started singing and in that second he let out this scream and I felt something like push me while I was on the floor And when I looked over, he was on his face next to me. Like it broke. We were there for hours, but it wasn't until I turned my focus away from the boy and what was happening with, you know, because sometimes I will say this, like sometimes, um, and I don't know listeners, I don't know if, you know, whoever believes in the demonic or the supernatural or whatever, but I'm talking from a place of, if you did believe, um, Sometimes the enemy wants to get us so focused on that thing that we think we need to be doing to achieve. And God is saying, actually turn your eyes upon me, you know, look full in my wonderful face because, you know, here's where you'll find rest. Here's where you'll find that breakthrough that you're looking for. And so, yeah, um, I just I know that kind of took us a little bit. A little bit left, but still in the same vein. Some sometimes like that form of striving where it's just you know, and it's and yo, you went horse. The, the, tra- the travail. Right. You just like <laughs> that doesn't mean some prayers you I I have definitely prayed some hardcore prayers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying there's something wrong with that, but um I really believe that heart posture is 
it's the key. It's the yeah. Um, definitely. Um, it's it's funny you went that way because one of the scriptures that I had like just just take taken note of earlier, um, because I think you know I know where we started with this conversation talking about striving and and contending, but I think. I think kind of where it's going, you know, at least to me is, is that in everything that you do, do it unto the Lord, you know, and, and everything that you do, do it in his name, do it, do it. Um, and all the works that you do, you have to do it unto God. And, and I think that my philosophy, you know, just my personal walk is everything that I do, just do it unto God. If I decide to go walk outside, <laughs> doing unto God. If you, you know, if you, if you're working on this job, doing unto God. Every prayer is unto the Lord. Every, every time you get in the car, do it unto the Lord. And get into a practice of doing everything unto God, and that makes it so much easier, especially at these these prime, um, pivotal moments of your life, and. It's people that don't practice doing things unto God. They do everything for themselves. And then when the moment comes, it's difficult for them. But those people that practice living a life unto the Lord, worshiping the Lord with everything they do, praising the Lord and everything they do, it, it's yeah. just so much easier when it comes to a, a critical moment because it's not something unusual to you to do something unto the Lord. And the scripture, Matthew 7, um, 21 came to me, said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But the ones who, the one who does the will of the father who yeah, is in yeah. heaven, yeah. does the will of the father. And this is, this is the part here that really is going to get some people. Um, even if those that heard the scripture, it says the, the next part, it says on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and mm. cast out demons in your name mm -hmm. and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm. So even the people that you think are doing the work of the Lord, if they're not doing the will of the Father who is in heaven, they may do things that are associated with God and associated with Christ, but just prophesying to prophesy, just casting out demons because a, a demon is there. If you're not doing the will of God, mm. he's going to say, depart from me. I did not know you. So this is a key example because I know many Christians and many people will think, you know, they'll see this pastor or this prophet or somebody, you know, operating in the gift that God gave them. But it's a gift and God will honor the gift. You know, it still can operate. But if they're not doing the will of God, that's that's what ultimately makes the difference. And so if we can begin to practice to do the will of God and do what God desires for us to do um, and. It, it, even the work that you do, because we talked about work and 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 striving and 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 contending, deal with work. Proverbs sixteen and three says, "Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established." Yep. We know in Jeremiah says, "The Lord knows the plans that He has for you. You know that He 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 desires to prosper you and, and see you have uh, have an expected end." Proverbs fourteen and twenty three says, "In all toil there is profit." But mere talk tends only to prop, uh, poverty. So there, there is some toil required. There is some striving required. There's some some thing. There's some work involved. We yeah. we often hear it said that faith without works is dead. It was like we need the works of the Lord to go with our faith. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we can have the faith, but if we have no work, the work of the Lord happening in it what what will it profit what, what what will happen nothing will happen um genesis 2 and 15 says the lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work and to keep it so even from the beginning god put man to work and there's so many people that don't even think they need to contend they think because i love the lord 
and the Lord loves me and the Lord says he's going to do it, then that's it. But mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, they don't think they need to, to strive for anything, but God has placed us in a place, even in the beginning that we had to, uh, uh, that in the beginning, they had to work the field. They had to, um, they had to name the the animals. They had to do things to to maintain. They weren't just sitting there frolicking all the time, but there was work necessary. And if they, I always like to go to the beginning to see, you know, what, how did it start? You know, because things seem to change over time. But in the beginning, they were working. There was right. there was no one else there. You know, there was just just the just the one, and then the two. You know, and then it began to expand. But there was work involved. And for the people that believe that God is just going to bless them with, and no work is involved, I just don't, I just can't agree with it. And it's not, it's not that everything requires work. Some things, you know, God can heal someone immediately. God can do this. But in, in terms of our, in terms of our, I guess, place of provision, speaking to that a little more please speaking to a place of advancement into a place that we can be living in abundance you know life and life more abundantly i'm talking about that place more specifically because um you know when you so it's like it said in proverbs 14 in all toil there's profit but mere talking tends only to poverty there's so many people that just talk there's so many people that talk about it. There's so many people that that got all the ideas. There's so many people that have every opinion on what you're doing, but they don't have the toil. They don't have the work. They don't have the 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 follow through. They don't have the strive. They don't have the contend. They don't have the 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 drive to 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 circumvent and surmount, you know, any obstacle or any um uh, hindrance that might beset them like that might come in front of them they they don't have that so when we're talking about when we're talking about this contention and contending for something and talking about striving for something we're talking about at at the most simplest form i'm striving to do what god has called me to do or i'm doing what i'm doing unto the lord so that i can see the inheritance of God and the favor of God follow me uh, through my life as I'm doing it. Like that's kind of a, a, a simplification of it, but yeah. 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 And as you were talking, you know, I even have an even, even simpler simplification. That was really good. Um, and the Lord was reminding me of the scripture. He just took me back to the other morning and um Deuteronomy 8, where it talks about, do not forget the Lord. And I really feel like from that dream that I had to um, just different situations in my life where sometimes we we do so good for so long that we think it's us. And we don't realize that we've become self-aware, um, <laughs> self, like I saw Spider-Man, the old Spider-Man, where it was uh, Dr. Octavius. And you know, they had this huge sphere that needed to be plugged into electricity in order for it to work. And at some point it began taking on so much energy that it was self-sustaining. It no longer, they unplugged it and it was still going. And so they had to like drown it in the river in order to stop it from working. And, you know, sometimes we can be like that where we are, you know, we're, we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's, but um, the Lord is like, you, but you still need me. You know, don't forget me. Don't forget. So you may be praying just right. You may be fasting just so, but nothing's happening because um, sometimes we feel like it's us that's, you know, that's making these things happen. And the Lord is like, no, wake up call. It's me. So uh, my final thought would be in all of this, um, contending, striving, all of that. Like, just don't forget to acknowledge the Lord. Don't forget him because it is in him that we live, that we move, that we have our being. And he, so let me just read it. Cause I wasn't going to read it, but it says um, 
and Deuteronomy 8. Hmm. Actually, from 1, it's just great, but it goes to 11. But I'll just read the uh, verse 11. It says, but that is the time to be careful. So basically, early on, it says, uh, be careful to obey the commands I'm giving you today. Then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord God led, led you through the wilderness these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character, to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that. People do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Um, so for all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister as well. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines, disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. My God. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills where when you have eaten, this is the part right here. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, decrees that I'm giving you today. So, uh, yes, it's so much more, but yeah. Uh, so that's my final thought. Do you have anything? Prophets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a few things just based off what you said. Um, definitely even that scripture is I've seen the real life example of people coming into like ministry and coming to church and being in lack and crying and crying out to the Lord and praying and, you know, being prayed for, receiving their deliverance, seeing a breakthrough, seeing the court case, seeing the finances come through. And then I never see them again. You know, yeah. I, I don't see them again until the next issue comes up, wow. you know, and that is a true indication that people may may know where it comes from but they forget God in the interim a lot of times. And, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just an example because they only come to God when they need something. It was like, Oh, now I got it. Look at what, you know, God, thank you for what you did. And then they're gone. And, and I was like, you know, it's like people using God kind of like an ATM. Um, right. But God wants to get the glory. I, I did look up a scripture and it's first Corinthians, uh, chapter 10 verse 31 it says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god yeah. and you know even we talked about when i was talking about earlier it was like it doesn't matter if you're going to get food it don't matter what you're doing whatever you do do it to glory of god wherever you go go unto the glory of god like remember to give God the glory. It's easy to get caught up, especially when you receive the thing you want. Mm -hmm. You know, when you receive the husband, you start giving glory to the husband. You know, <laughs> when you receive the, when you receive the, um, you know, when you receive the finances and you had, you needed the food, you start to give glory to the food. Oh my God, this, this roast was so good. You know, like mm -hmm. you, you, you give glory to God, you know, like it's, it's, it's like when you receive the new shoes, you you glorifying the shoes, you you keep them in the box, you keep them clean, you wipe them up, you spend more time with the shoes than you spend with God. You see what I mean? Like it's yeah. we have to remember that in all our striving, in all our getting, <laughs> in all our giving, yeah. give the glory of God. And this is this is another. This is just came to me right now. I have to share this if 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 I have a space. Um, yeah. When you, you know, God has called us to be lenders and not borrowers, you know, givers, givers unto men. And, you know, when we talk about our works, 
you know, our work's doing what the Lord desires, we have to make sure that we do not get into a place of trying to make ourselves God in someone else's life and trying to make ourselves. It, there was a book I was reading um, and the writer, the writer said, I can't, I can't recall the name right now. Um, but the writer said, basically he told, or uh, the wife, I think told him, I'm, I'm not your Holy spirit. Mm. You know, I'm not, you know, the one that you're, you're here to answer to like that. You know, I'm not your guiding force even. He was like, and there's some people, sometimes people get into a place when they get in that, when they have it, you know, they have the abundance, they have the overflow, they, yeah. they're walking in this, that, you know, they strive, they reach, you re reach the pinnacle, reach a new height, that they are now the Holy Spirit. Now they're the, the giver of all good gifts. And, yeah. and they look to people to, to thank them and to reward them for what they've done in their lives. And for what, like, remember what I gave you? Remember what I did for you? No, you didn't have it unless God gave it to you. So right. we have to get out the place of thinking that people owe you something because they, because they, because you gave into their lives. Right. I think that that's another thing that holds people back is that they believe that because something happened or because someone gave to them because they out of their abundance, um, people think that you owe them now or because you yeah. talked, spoken to the life, you know, imagine the man that you prayed for, you saw him get healed and deliverance, you know, uh, in the dream, you know, yes. that, that same man. And you're saying, now you owe me, man, because <laughs> I decided to pray for you. Or the little boy that you prayed for and got down and you began to sing. Imagine you you going back and saying, you know, you know, the Lord did it. But, you know, going to the parents and saying, well, you owe me now because I saw them set free. And it's like it's oh. the same thing as, you know, giving food to someone that needs food. It's not your job. It's not their job to pay you back like. God blessed right. you so that you can be a blessing. So in right. our striving, in our getting, you know, in our growing, in our living in abundance, let's make sure that we don't get into a place that we start to think that we're God or that we're right. someone's God or someone's idol or someone's Holy Spirit or even someone like that. No one has to tell you, come back and say thank you for what you did, because the thanks like like that all belongs to God. They have to give God the glory. And I mm -hmm. know it's hard sometimes because you're like i did all this for them and they did me wrong hmm. but that's your own bondage like you're binding yourself right uh, in that space i don't know if i went left but i just felt that right there for <laughs> no. somebody somebody's gonna hear it and they're gonna be like yeah that was what i needed to hear today yeah i think so i think that that's sometimes we don't think it's necessary but no it was it was good i love pomegranates kinda... by the way that they said pomegranates in that scripture you read. I said, yes, <laughs> I was like, that was so random. <laughs> pomegranates of the land. That's for me. Hey. Lord knows my heart. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so, so yeah, that man, that's, that's so good. I think, I think initially I was wondering if we were going to have a fight because we were kind of going at it at that concert. And um, mm -hmm. I think it turned out pretty good. I mean, there was no fight. <laughs> I, I knew the outcome already. <laughs> Listen, profit. <laughs> uh, but I think we both, um, you know, I think when I when I went to school in um, California at Bethel, we had you know songs about coming out of striving, and so they, I think they focused pretty heavily on that. I don't know if it was just because of what I was pulling on, but. Yeah. I needed to know that because of my um, very strong leadership type personality and spirit, I needed to know that God just loved me because he just loved me. And it wasn't anything I could do in order to to earn it, you know, yeah. and I still struggle with that a little bit. I still sometimes feel like, oh, God, am I doing enough? Like, you know, is this... <laughs> Am I still pleasing to you? Do you still choose me? Like, um, that's a heart issue. You know, that always goes, that goes right down to your heart. I think the Lord sees our heart more than our, our actions. Like, it's like people, it's not the action, but it's why did you do it? 
you know, are you doing this with a pure heart? Or are you doing this to receive something back? Like, why are you doing it? But right. of course, the love God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I don't I don't know, you know, who else would give their son for you? You know, <laughs> so that, right. you know, we, that I think is what we lean on is like God so loved us that he not only sent an example for us, but also gave his son, you know, to to bring us into a restored place to restore us. Yeah. Um, so that's. Yeah, you are love, Cecily. You are love. The Lord <laughs> loves you. I love you. People love you. I know you got people watching. They're gonna come on. They're gonna send you some love too. I. <laughs> it's you, you're not alone, and many of us are not alone. If I can just say this while we're here, you know, if you're listening to this, you're not alone right now. Um, yeah. And the Lord loves you, and there are people around you that care about you. And um, I, I just feel like the Lord is really delivering some people from this this uh spirit of loneliness and depression yeah. that was very prevalent uh during this pandemic season that mm -hmm. we're in and he's really delivering some people from um just just place of of self separating like separating yourself when it's mm -hmm. not what god has taught you to do um right. there's some people that god calls to separate for a certain time and season and there's some people that just continue to separate themselves and then they, you know, because they feel like they're unworthy to be around people or, or feel like they can't even trust people. And I hear God saying that even he's going to place people around you that are trustable, that mm. are trustworthy. He's going to send you and give you even discernment on the people to connect with. For he has not called a man to be alone, but he has called you to be uh, be a part of a community and be a part of a group and he's going to send even for some of you I see like two people one to the left one to the right that will be walking with you on this journey uh, and there are many of you that felt alone for a long time and God said that he's going to cause even a connection even the social distancing and and the isolation of the season God said he's going to bring you out and send the people that that even have like mind to you and that will push you and, and grow you in the season even I see some that will help you help you in the striving and help you to reach the goals that God has set. Mm. Uh, yeah. Cause God doesn't, he's, he's, it's like, I, I see, I see a table and it was just you writing. It's like one person writing at the table, just writing all their notes, but I see like their notes turning into people that fit mm. those roles. Like people are going to begin to fit the roles that you need in your life. Um, and yeah, I just hear God saying this, just for those listening it's God has not, just he's not just giving you the idea that it's just going to bless you but you, the the, mm. the ideas are going to bless you and more they're going to bring you know financial stability to not just your life but others the business inside of you is not just you um but it's those that mm. are connected and associated with that business um you know Whatever business you have, even if you have the the advertisers, you have the publishers, you have the things that go along with the business and your your overflow is going to flow into their lives and see their families grow as well. Um, so be weary of of self-isolation when God is calling mm -hmm. you to some people um, because you've been hurt. But God said he's delivering you from the hurt of the past, he's delivering you from those pains and those um those 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 nights that you cried your you 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 cried to you couldn't cry anymore because of the hurt that you've experienced in the world but god said that this is going to be the season where you see that hurt begin to dissipate and that you're not going to rehearse mm -hmm. the hurt and pain but that you're going to practice walking in a place of of, of love and a place of family and community that that's going to be restored and he's restoring that even in in this nation and the nations around the world he was he's restoring uh, community, uh, even as the the the, the churches uh, of Corinth and the churches of in Ephesus and uh, the Ephesians and the, the churches around <laughs> that that we know <laughs> that all, as they came forth, um, you know each one was like a community, a space, a different people, and so there's a people for you, and God's going to begin to show you and take you into your tribe and your people. Hey guys, so 
the audio cut out right as we were finishing up our final thoughts. Um, but we pretty much said everything we needed to say. And I hope that you are blessed by Prophet Blake coming on the show. I will definitely have him back. He is full of wisdom. Um, and I hope you received that prophetic word that he was giving to whoever needed it. It was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this year holds for each of us. And I'm also looking forward to having some more guests on. I have a nutritionist that I met. I have um, a wonderful hairstylist who I work with. Uh, She's done celebrities from Cardi B to uh, Tia and Tamara to, I mean, Rihanna. She's done all the all the the, the big names. And so I'm going to have her on uh, to tell us what her secret is. And I know that part of that secret is the Lord. So anyway, I'm looking forward to uh, this, this next season that we have coming up and I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys too. Thank you so much. Everybody take care and I will talk to you soon. Bye.